It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Well, hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I am Tom. And we are here live on 830 AM WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair, beautiful scenic West Reading. And we are Idle Talk. And also, we are on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and navigate out to Facebook. Look for or search for King's Auto Repair. Like and follow, and you will see, you'll get notifications when we go live so you can see our beautiful faces for radio. And we're taking calls 610 374 8800. is the toll free number. And if you have questions and you don't want to call in, you can mm-hmm. always go out to Facebook, watch us, and then you can type in a question into the comment bar and you can always we can try to answer that maybe on the fly or if you do it during a commercial break we can figure out how to answer that question so we are here that's right what are we gonna tommy's gonna spearhead this uh well, this movement here because well, uh i i was very busy yesterday afternoon so i did not listen to the radio after uh we got off the air mm-hmm. and uh when we came in today elon said we had some People calling him talking about the right to repair stuff. It's a very big and deal, but it, that no one knows about. Yeah, very few people know about it, mm-hmm. and it's something that kind of a, a affects everyone in life. Yeah, and you don't realize it that it's even happening because this is like a. It's more. It's been fought on the side of proprietary rights type of stuff. Yeah, and um, what made me pick it up. And, you know, we talked a little bit about it last year mm-hmm. because Massachusetts had something on their ballot that uh, the they were arguing over right to b- repair stuff up there mm-hmm. because of certain car manufacturers. And, right. And they were fighting over it. And they actually put a thing on the ballot. And the car manufacturers were actually trying to scare people into thinking that if they were to uh, allow people to have access to the computers in their car, that they would essentially have people coming out and trying to mug them. What? So, (laughs) yeah, it was was actually really crazy. And really the battle was about um, some of these car manufacturers are now putting in uh, what they call a firewall in cars. And they weren't allowing access to any outside people unless you had a certified scan tool from that manufacturer. So before we kind of get into the deep dive of this, I want to really quickly talk about the ballot measures that states like Massachusetts, California does it. They all all states Mm -hmm. do a ballot measure. But the thing that that um, is becomes kind of frustrating with a ballot measure is sometimes they're written ambiguously so you don't know if you're voting yes to support this ballot mm-hmm. measure or yes to not support the ballot measure so it may be i mean and w- okay so when we go to vote i'm not going to get political here because this is cars but when we go to vote 
it may be who of you to go out to the elections board for the county, wherever your county is, and read the ballot measures before mm-hmm. you're standing and looking at them in fr- in the ballot, you know, standing in your little curtain ba- ballot area to understand what you're going to be bo- voting for. Because a lot of times when a um, faction wants to have certain have the vote yes or no, they will write this item in an ambiguous fashion so as to kind of confuse people mm-hmm. or kind of do a little bit of fear mongering and to get the the answer that they want. So it's really, really important to for people to know how what what you're going to vote for, especially for these ballot measures that mm-hmm. are are kind of a big deal. I mean, they're a big deal because we, the people get to figure out get to say what we want and what we don't want. Mm-hmm. So this this ballot measure that you're talking about, it was ob- in Massachusetts, so, it was obviously introduced to be a little ambiguous. Yes. Well, what it was actually about was a lot of the newer cars record of a lot of information about you your driving. Mm-hmm. And what it, what was happening was a lot of the vehicle manufacturers are just taking that information from your driving habits and putting it into a database. Mm-hmm. So essentially they're tracking your cars you drive. Sure. So they're picking up and they're claiming they're doing it for research purposes. But where it came up for, it was a, a privacy, uh, it had to do about privacy sure. and who actually owned that information that mm-hmm. the car was collecting as you were driving. Mm-hmm. The vehicle manufacturers were claiming it was their information because it was their software collecting it and that there was no way to ID anybody from this. Mm. Okay. So there's no human slash social security mm-hmm. number slash yeah. whatever bank account number but, behind this data. It's just raw data. Yeah. But they know what car it's coming from. Sure. Because these cars that are actually uploading this information actually have cell phone signals back to the deal. Like, they have computers in them. They have cell phone signals. And they send the the information back to the manufacturer over Mm -hmm. the cell phone network. Mm -hmm. So as you're driving and it's doing this, the argument came that that's not really their information because the information might be collected by the car, but you as a driver are actually generating that information Mm -hmm. for the vehicle manufacturer. And being that they're not paying you for it because you had purchased the item from them, that you actually own that data that that car's collecting. Mm -hmm. And that's where the ballot came up. Now, when they advertise this and they wanted people to vote against allowing... Um, that they wanted the vehicle manufacturers manufacturers to actually get this information legally. What they were looking at was they went out and they told people that what would happen is they were going to gather your information and then stalkers were going to come and get you. <laughs> which, is which is insane. Which is exactly opposite of the stuff they had originally stated. Okay. So they were trying to confuse. Yeah. So basically a vote against this was, or I don't remember if it was for or against, but the one vote was that you owned the data and the other vote was the vehicle manufacturer owned the data. Mm -hmm. 
So when it came down to it, the people in Massachusetts voted that they owned the data. Okay. So, and it doesn't seem like much, but this actually goes back to the right to repair stuff. Okay. Because this is access of information. And, okay, so the who owns the data? I... I, I know there's multiple camps of like, well, it's my data. I should keep it. I look at it this way. If I'm generating data for just by merely driving a car, if I'm gener- generating data for an automobile manufacturer to make my life easier, better, safer, more environmentally friendly, and I'm not doing anything, they can have my data. I don't care. Secondly, if I were to, quote, keep my data, what am I going to do with it? What would I be able to do with that data that would be beneficial to the rest of society? Well, I think it has more to do with they were more interested in, is this going to get back to the insurance companies Mm. in the way you drive? Because there's nothing stopping the vehicle manufacturer of correlating that data to that car because they know the signal that that car sends they have they know which car it came from mm-hmm. they know who owns the car mm-hmm. they don't know necessarily know who's behind the wheel but if the insurance companies came knocking and said hey you know we hey. want hey you know we are looking Hi. for information exactly yeah exactly hi hi i am i am looking for information here about drivers of these cars do you have these numbers Mm -hmm. and they could quite possibly sell it sure and And, then and and then that's where that's where the if the vehicle manufacturer owns that data they can sell it but if they don't own that data they can't sell it okay it would stop with them okay because you would have to sign an agreement that says yes you can collect the data but no you can't sell it okay well i mean technically you could that would there's so many caveats in selling a car that, like, the Massachusetts could be like, okay, whenever you sell a car, you whenever you register that car, that's going to automatically tell the manufacturer that you can't sell, or can or can't sell the data. I mean, they could write mm-hmm. that into a law. Yeah. So I understand where the people are like, oh, I don't want my insurance company to know that I drive like a, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, they accelerate hard 30% of the time. So we're going to raise their rates because, you know, 30% of the time they're being unsafe. Okay, hold on a second. Let's think <laughs> about that for a second. Doesn't doesn't Progressive have the little dongle yes. that they like to plug in? Yes. They say that they're they're mm-hmm. helping you. Uh-huh. Come on. They are monitoring you. Correct. They're monitoring how you drive. Yeah. And there's a lot of inputs in a car nowadays if you have a modern car. Um, so if you have a modern car, it's... It's not, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of sensors in there that yeah. they can look at for yeah. acceleration and how hard you turn and how fast you turn uh-huh. and all, all kinds of things. Well, the so, advantage is but, we've been with our same company for a bazillion years, so, yeah. you know, even if they try to. Well, and that's an option for those companies, too, that people put those 
those things in. Yeah. It's not like they tell you you right, have to. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, they to get a lower lower insurance rate because mm-hmm. now a lot of insurances are. I'm not an insurance agent. I'm just merely telling you what the commercials tell me. Um, a lot of commercials are like you know buy only what you need, pay for only what you need, mm-hmm. and and um, you know pay by the they're paying by the mile and that kind of stuff. Like I think all state is advertising paid by the mile, so they would have to know how much. You're driving mm-hmm. in order to, unless you, I mean, you have to report it somehow. So, I mean, anyway, that was a little bit of a deep dive yeah. into uh, into that kind of stuff. So please continue. Oh, we have one minute. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, that's my outside voice. My internal voice inside, went out, in, was outside for, yeah. a, for a minute. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take that long for me to <laughs> screw it up. Way long, to go, been Ash. A, been a long day already, Ash. It's been an Ash, interesting huh? day. Interesting so. day so, so far, gosh. Love it. But, yeah. So, and the reason it's fought in Massachusetts is years ago they actually had something on the ballot which gave them the right there in Massachusetts to vote on this kind of stuff. And it matters because whatever happens in one state mm-hmm. is usually put across to all the other states. Yeah. Um, years ago, when California started getting harder on their emissions, uh, California, you know, we had different cars. We had cars that had California emissions, and then we had cars that were federal emissions. Mm-hmm. And then New York adopted, and the law was that if the if a state had California emissions, the adjoining state also had to have cars that were oh, California right. emissions. Because of crossing over. Because of crossing over and the uh, crossing the borders and possibly selling cars mm. that weren't certified for that state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anymore, ma- vehicle van- manufacturers got tired of making separate parts for cars. Right. They now just make them all the California emissions. Yeah. And we had California emissions here because New York State adopted California emissions. And we border New York State. And we border New York State. Yeah. So by default, we got California emissions cars here. Yeah. Not a, And it was a ratio of how many you had to have. So they weren't 100%. Yeah. But some cars have it. Some cars don't. So that was another one of those things that um, just kind of shows that what one state does kind of ends up going across all the states it's a little bit of a like that yeah. because the vehicle manufacturers don't want to make multiple different cars. No. All right. At that, let's take a little breaky break. 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. We're taking your calls, talking about cars, and we'll be right back after these messages. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here at 830 AM WEU. We are Idle Talk and we are from King's Auto Repair. And we are talking about the right to repair law. Yes. And and like I said yesterday, is the whole thing (laughs) popped up on my radar because uh, the Daily Show... It is on the Comedy Central Network. Uh, one there, there. Trevor Noah. Uh, yep, yeah, Trevor Noah. Noah. They're after eleven o'clock late night TV shows. Okay, which caveat? We never stay up that late. Okay, no. we used to be able to stay up that late when we were uh, when we were younger. Younger. Now it's that whole thing. You're getting older and you can't stay up as late. <laughs> Nine thirty. I'm crashing out on the sofa. Anyway. So, <laughs> so. So anyway, they had actually picked up a story on it because of the McDonald's ice cream machines. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> because it, that's always seems to be hot topic. And as Elon said yesterday, ten um, percent of the machines in the U.S. were down yesterday because Which they have is a website a that tracks them. I mean, how many McDonald's are there out there? And the ten percent of that is a quite a number. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Yeah. So and. And that's what actually caught their attention on it. Yeah. And when their writers started looking into it, they started digging in and finding a lot more uh, stuff. And that was in the, uh, oh, Elon's coming through. He says, currently 9% 9 broken. broken. (laughs) So they got 1% fixed yesterday. Which, that's probably a pretty good number, 13% of those in... Oh, so 13% of those were in Philly that were broken. Oh, my goodness. So So maybe it's just affecting Northeast. Well, there is a pretty good population (laughs) density here in the Northeast. So, yeah, there's a lot more. But anyway. um, So, and late night TV comedy shows and that really don't pick up on stuff until it starts to be a major thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, you know, this was something we touched on last year. And I thought, well, I'll bring it back to the forefront of everybody's you know thinking mm-hmm. about it again because if you don't and you let this stuff go what's going to happen is one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be like you can't get your stove fixed you can't get your refrigerator fixed you can't get anything with any type of electronics fixed in it because you're blocked from any person but the manufacturer being able to fix it for you mm-hmm. and a lot of them won't support stuff after so many years. Right. And uh, see, the the other thing with this is the manufacturer can support it, and and I'll use the word grudgingly, because they can support like, all right, I know what's going to happen anyway, so I'll support it because I have to because of the right to repair law. But I was talking to our buddy from DoubleClick, Doug from mm-hmm. DoubleClick, and he was – I was just asking him about like – because they rebuild computers and they, they'll buy – like Macs, they do all mm-hmm. Apple products. And um, he was saying that back even not that long ago that you could – if someone maybe broke a screen on a Mac but the keyboard was still good, he could purchase that and – take the screen off and put a different screen on Mm -hmm. and have another have just you know just kind of what we do we fix cars and sometimes Mm -hmm. sell it or you know still you could person can use it so you can just repair that repair the broken piece on it just the broken piece but recently he said that there's because apple doesn't want to support like aftermarket or they're grudgingly supporting more after or less and less aftermarket the the keyboard there's like three components in the keyboard and you can only buy the entire keyboard just like the screen you can Mm -hmm. only buy the entire screen you can't just buy like the outside of the screen it's like the screen and then the backing and then any component in there it's all one all one big big giant piece you can't just separate the glass off that broke right type of thing secondly he was saying and this is all goes back to the right to repair if he wants to marry two other pieces, so a, a keyboard that's two components, it's the keyboard with all the mother, the board and then just the back, mm-hmm. and then the screen from two different machines and make that one machine, he has to take it to his Apple server. He has another um, another location up in Bethlehem. His Apple server, plug it into Apple and say, hey... These two two components are getting married, and they're going to be one component now. And then the Apple reassigns them 
a whole nother serial number to say this one has been rebuilt. So that's all new stuff that Apple is doing to just monitor more and more Mm -hmm. of what Apple's doing because they want that locked down. They don't want anyone else to go out there and try to fix anything. So that means if you took it to an independent person to get the screen fixed, they're eventually not going to be able to fix the screen. Yeah, they're just going to have to replace the entire machine. Yeah, so this is what's been being fought on the automotive front Mm -hmm. for many years because they've made a lot of stuff components now like you can't get set you you can't get stuff separate so there's a lot of there's a lot of people starting to kind of backwards engineer stuff now right and there's some groups out there that are backwards engineering things to be able to fix this stuff Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of times there's nothing wrong with it other than it needs you know it needs a resistor or it needs a little something here a little something there yeah and there's people out there that have the knowledge to fix it and ability and ability yeah but the manufacturers won't give you the information to be able to do it yeah which is which is incredibly frustrating and it you know it'll go, it's the, it's all the right to repair but it's really hard to monitor on a manufacturer by manufacturer level mm-hmm. you know because because there's Apple, and then there's Samsung, and then there's Microsoft, yep. and then there's Frigidaire and all the other mm-hmm. things. So it's – anyway. Yeah. yeah, so you have – and and at the end of the the Trevor Noah thing, they even alluded to uh, medical equipment. Oh, on that's how right. yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. medical equipment also is um, locked down by the manufacturers and the people working in like the IT departments in hospitals and that um, people that have knowledge to fix this stuff or get the medical equipment back online can't touch it because of they can't get the information on how to fix it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I'm sure we can, but we need the information. We need the books on how to actually, how the stuff actually works. So just to wrap this up, be aware Talk to your local and state uh, Congress people. Um, un- understand what's coming up in in uh, the Pennsylvania legislature because this is just really important stuff. And and talk to your legislators. Make sure legislators make sure that you know that that you that they know that mm-hmm. what's happening and that, that it is important for this data and information to be. Um, shared and be available to the general public to to mm-hmm. fix their items because this can get to a point where you're just like, well, I've used this stove for three years and now I have to throw it away because I can't get a, a, the board for it, you know? Yeah, can't get it fixed, can't yeah. whatever. Yeah, can't do anything to it. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's talk to George. Hi, George. Good evening. Hello. I have uh, three real quick questions on a side note. When did these uh, newer cars start coming out with uh, the uh, the LCD display and the uh, mm. CD players as well as the, uh, the USB mm. ports? I'm going to say USB ports were probably 2008, yeah. 2010, somewhere in there. Um, when else did I have L- one? That was a nine. Yeah, LCD screens, The you mean like the big picture ones? Or yeah, the, like you have in the in the uh, sixteen rogue. Yeah, um, 
I'm going to say those started in the early 2000s. Yeah. Probably, I mean. Probably in uh, uh, Mercedes. BMW. BMW. BMW started those yeah. with the 2004 7 Series with the display on it. So Mercedes yeah. was probably right around there also. They're both two pioneers in that technology kind of stuff. Yeah, and I so, think some of the Lexus had those yeah. too. Infinity then. did pretty Always early. Always the expensive cars that come out with that pioneering. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They always, they always seem to put that stuff into the like highline expensive cars first, and and it's almost like a, well, we're going to charge you a whole lot for it. We're going to see if it works. Hopefully yeah. it does. Yeah. You know, and but then if it breaks, it's under warranty, so it can always get fixed. You know, at least for the first three, four years. Yeah. So here are my questions for the night. Okay. Uh, made a quick list. Wiper fluid. For the, uh, I happened to go out into the store and get some more today. Mm-hmm. And I happened to, to go, after picking it up at the local market, I happened to see uh, fluid orange color for RVs and trailers. Mm. I didn't read the details, but other than to say it was down to minus 50. Okay. Was it some, was it some sort of antifreeze for the pipe? It is. It is antifreeze for... Like, if you want to, they call it RV antifreeze, and it's basically to pour in your sinks and in your drains and in your lines to keep everything from uh, basically swelling up and freezing. Um, okay. When you winter, if you winterize a house, you would use it too. So, okay. like, if you had something that, like a sink or something that had an outside drain or something, you could pour it in there and it'll keep it from freezing. Very good, thank you. Um, about to, to do an oil change on my car. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Again, the 16 Rogue uh, requires a zero W20. I'm under the impression that car needs the uh, fully synthetic uh, oil. I noticed it uh, about a month or two ago. It, uh, it's up to eight dollars a quart for five. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Not just you, Georgie. Not just you. Yeah. Yeah, it's up sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, now, does does my car? Uh, I have trouble reading the manual because I don't own spectacles. Okay. Uh, does my re- car re- require the uh, fully synthetic oil? Zero twenty comes in two flavors. It comes in semi-synthetic and synthetic, and that's okay. it. Um, it and the price difference between the two probably isn't going to be much. Um, we've actually, um, that is one of the things that we, we are having, uh, issues with shortages on is oils. Um, our manufacturer, uh, we use a lot of Quaker state stuff and there is no Quaker state zero W 20 to be had. Um, we actually got pens oil and they told us that, uh, that's actually running low too. So, uh, that's why you're seeing the, the prices of the oils, going up and i don't know what the reason is for that but uh yeah we're we're seeing the the pinch there too what would happen if i were to use uh i'll call conventional motor oil or or and even using 5w20 so probably 5w20 um i'll tell you toyota's take on it toyota says you can use 5w20 but they tell you to switch back to zero W twenty at the next oil change. Okay, so, so you do uh, every other one. Yeah, that's what Toyota yeah. says. 
Now, with 020, if you're using conventional, being that you you could, if you just use straight conventional 5W20 in it, without any synthetics or cleaners or anything, you can end up with sludge in there. A lot of the, the synthetics won't sludge up. So uh, best to, you know, be safe than sorry. Always use the conventional. Yeah. Uh, well, use use what the manufacturer specifies because yeah. they specify it for a reason. And let's 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 be honest here, George. <laughs> if you're doing your own oil change and you're gonna spend sixty bucks on it, buy the good oil because engines are expensive. Yeah, that's my PSA for days. everybody. Okay. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so remember the old remember the old days when the. Uh, for example, in the old, that old old Dodge Aspen or the Chevy Nose I had, or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be, um, used to go ten W forty would go five thousand miles, and then at about uh, forty five hundred, I'd put a, a, uh, a mason jar, maybe twenty five ounces, thirty ounces worth of uh, kerosene, just to get the, mm-hmm. the schmutz out of the oil, the yeah. Uh, pan. Yeah, to thin it out and clean it. Yeah. Yeah. Last question for tonight. Those are the good old days. Anyway, yes? I appreciate your time. <laughs> sure. I'm, I, I'm making a point to, uh, under your persuasion, to uh, clean my uh, win- my car windows mm-hmm. all the way around. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, every seven to ten days, uh, and then especially every week, mm-hmm. every Saturday morning, I go out and I clean the uh, windshield inside and out. Mm-hmm. The uh, the tailgate uh, mm-hmm. uh, glass inside and out, and the driver's side windows or uh, car front car door. Oh. Now, now as, as uh, I've noticed that if I do it, it at about right now with mm-hmm. no direct sun, I, I never get any streaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because the sun doesn't evaporate the uh, the cleaning the cleaning fluid. The main thing I'm concerned about is the. Uh, how to clean the uh, the wiper blades? So I'm afraid to to put, for lack of another word, way to put it, uh, uh, Windex fluid, mm-hmm. cleaning fluid, on the wipers to to clean them off. I I I would imagine, guess, or suppose, or think that maybe the ammonia in the uh, in the Windex itself will eat away at the, at the rubber in the uh, in the wiper. So what I would do is you got some washer fluid there, right? Mm-hmm. Take a little bit of washer fluid, put it on a paper towel, and right. and just kind of slide it down, slide it down, and clean it off. Um, I've used Windex before on and on ours, um, but I'm trying to think. I have a different company that we we use to clean windshields um, called Invisible Glass. Mm, yeah, and it's made here in PA, and it works quite well. It's not the cheapest stuff. But it does clean windshields very well, and it does it without streaking. Seems to be better than Windex. Um, I've used that, and I don't smell any ammonia on it. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't smell. It's it's almost yeah. like you're using water, but it's a it's it's a nice it's a nice cleaner. So for your for yourself, I'd recommend as a one time I did some janitorial work. Look for McCall's uh, okay. glass cleaner. It's a profession for professional use. Okay. okay. And, uh, you know, janitorial use comes in a uh, golden paper uh. Uh, label with a uh, with a blue uh, emblem on it. Okay. And the okay. calls, you know, that's you know what I've used. I might use uh, 
Windex on the glass to um, kind of um, like a like a first clean type of thing, right? Yeah. And then to polish it off, I use the uh, the McCall's or uh, to to uh, and it has a and man, I'll tell you, it has a real pretty smell too. <laughs> you know that matters. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got we got to take a break, George. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Good evening. All right. Good evening. Thank you. We're taking your call six ten three seven four eight eight zero zero eight 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 four zero one zero four five nine, and we'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from Kings Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here on 830 AM WEU. We are Idle Talk, and we're from King's Auto Repair. So we're... I was going to say, George brought up a really good thing, though, about cleaning off the wiper blades. Okay. Because that's where a lot of the streaks, you get a lot of streaks. Yeah. Because the bugs get stuck to it, and the dirt gets stuck to it, and all that. Yeah. And you might not need a new set of wiper blades. Just cleaning them off usually will... You'll find out really quickly if you need them because mm-hmm. if you clean the dirt and stuff off um, and then dry them and they clean your windshield really well, you don't need new blades. Yep. Because a lot of times you see uh, they're not clearing correctly because there's either a bug stuck to the windshield or there's a bug stuck on the wiper itself. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So we're going to dig into is this part of the right to repair no not this really is, no this okay. is just something um i i i opted in for the um the tracking of my internet stuff so they send me articles that <laughs> i could be interested in so hey it it's helps, great but it helps like, put content together yeah. for the radio show it's no, good you know it, and i thought about this because at first i was going to be like well, they're going to advertise stuff at me anyway. Mm-hmm. I might as well have them advertise stuff that I'm interested you're in. Interested. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. somebody's going to advertise something to me. You know, I, I might as well make it something I might buy, you yeah. know, or an article I might read. Yeah. So uh, this was an article that was like a suggested article to me. Okay. And what it was about was buying a new... Uh, so you go out and you buy a... Use Tesla. Mm-hmm. I know we're going back on the Tesla thing, but bear with us. But bear with us because this also has a bearing on something else we had something else we had talked about, and a lot of other manufacturers said, "Nope, we're not doing it." Yeah, they tried it and they were like, "Nope, nope. not not doing it." So because of the backlash. Mm-hmm. So what? Um, a lot of these new electric cars, they're talking about these over-the-air updates. And how they can fix a car, you know, through that cell phone signal that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And they can basically update your car for you if it has needs some kind of computer reflash or whatever over the air, which sounds great, mm-hmm. right? So a computer reflash is just, BMW does this, all, all manufacturers can mm-hmm. do this, but they do it over the air. And what it is, is they basically take all the, com- the information out of whatever component and then they put it back in. So with the updated information. So mm-hmm. that's why it's called a reflash. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the entire car. Sometimes it's just a module. Yes. Sometimes it's just, you know, you have this odd problem and the problem's because someone didn't write the computer code correctly. So they write new computer code and they put it in the computer mm-hmm. and now it operates correctly. And ta-da. And ta-da. You yeah. know, it, it, there you have it. So one of the interesting things with the electric cars is they have, they're touting this over the air updates. So if you're having some kind of odd problem like that, say the, 
the windows aren't operating correctly mm-hmm. and somebody messed up the the uh the computer coding for it. Mm-hmm. So they fix the coding, they can send it over. Great. Sounds sounds wonderful. Where this is coming into play and is the more interesting thing is with Tesla, they when somebody buys a used one and it has some type of upgraded package on it mm-hmm. that somebody the previous owner had purchased, they're saying it doesn't go with the car. And you will buy the car and all of a sudden, one day it'll come out and it'll be gone. And, and, like some feature that you had won't yeah. work. So I want, I wonder if it has to be an, like, an add on feature in terms of, like, uh, your, um, I don't know, you get, you buy a different package for, or options for, like, whatever car you're buying, you buy a new Escape and you get the, um, tow package or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know and it's an it's an option but it's on the car so if you with the tesla if you opt for that option and you paid extra for it as the first owner mm-hmm. then the second owner doesn't pay for it pe- technically according mm-hmm. to tesla the second owner doesn't pay for it and they whoosh, take yeah. it away yeah which so, uh, i'm a little yeah. About all that. Yeah. So when you you think about it, though, you know, somebody already paid for it. Mm-hmm. So when you go in and you buy a regular car, you know, it comes with those options. Yeah. You paid for it. You got them. When you sell the car, you say, hey, it has these options. Right. It's a, sell, it's a so selling feature. So it brings more value to the car because right. it has more features. Yeah. Right? Yes. So what's happening is people are buying these used Teslas. And it's coming with these like heated seat packages, mm. and uh, the one is the self-driving stuff, okay, and the other is their ludicrous speed package, mm-hmm. which is makes them really really fast. Mm-hmm. And they are buying them with these packages because, and they're paying more money for them. And they said about sixty days after they purchase it, the stuff disappears. Tesla's like, nope, that's mine. They, they said, so I they wonder... want to get paid again, right? To That's, turn that back on. That was going to be my next question. If you call Tesla and be like, hey, this is my VIN. Can I get these extra packages? I mean, buy, buy or beware. You know, because if, if, so, if yeah. someone's selling a Tesla you're, you're and someone's <laughs> buying a Tesla, I guarantee you whoever is buying that Tesla has done a bazillion hours of research on that car. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it because yeah. that's. Tesla owners are just kind of like that. They love them. They research them. They mm-hmm. find all out about them. I mean, that's just kind of, kind of what you're giving me the eyebrows. No, okay. no, no, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. They, they would. I. I'm pretty sure that they that new bu- new buyer would know that there's a caveat with these additional packages that mm-hmm. there's like it has the blah 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 package. Yeah. So. Well, what's really crazy is they said. The Model X performance package costs twenty thousand dollars. What? And, and that's just an over-the-air update. Like, <laughs> no. So absolutely so not. If somebody buys it, what pays that yes. extra money? Right. Uh, you can go get a very nice sedan for that. Well, I don't know about the prices of the cars, but you used to be able to get a really nice sedan for twenty thousand dollars. I could at least put a big fat down payment on like a new BMW. Thank yeah. you. Or you could go buy a Honda Accord and and. You know, for twenty grand. Yeah. 
So, but the upgrade package for that was is twenty thousand dollars. So when you think you're buying something with this package, and then all of a sudden it disappears, it it's gonna cause. Yeah, I'd be mad. I'd be I'd be peeved. And the crazy part about this, all of this, is like, okay, I know it's software. I know it's all coding. I know it's many hundreds of thousands of hours of coding. Mm -hmm. But twenty thousand dollars, shazam! Mm -hmm. That's a big price tag. Yeah. So <laughs> I had no idea. I yeah, that was yeah, not you were thinking that was not contrived like, or anything. I was like, like you were like, oh, this is probably like five hundred yeah, bucks, a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah okay, whatever. okay, twenty grand, twenty grand. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So we had talked about it before with subscription services. Yeah. Because a lot of car manufacturers were talking about subscription services, mm -hmm. and a couple of them rolled them out, and they removed them right away. <laughs> they got their people, hands smacked. Like, oh, never mind. Were like, we're not. The stuff is on the car, it should work. Yeah. You shouldn't have to pay extra money to make it work. Yeah, that was BMW that actually did that. Yeah. They got their hands smacked like, mm -hmm. oh, never mind. We didn't mean to do that. Please still continue to love us. Exactly. Here, here's all Here, the stuff. Here's the stuff that you paid for, <laughs> and we're going to stop charging you a subscription for it. Here. So just be aware that this is something that could happen with these cars that claim to have the over-the-air updates. Yeah, yeah. So something to, something to watch out for. Yeah. I mean, used are cars we, are a great bargain, but sometimes... <laughs> might have to get a little tinfoil hat for, for the car. Tin for foil, the car. Tinfoil hat for the car. Okay. Let's <laughs> take a break. This is going to be our last break of the night. So give us a buzz if you want to call. I can probably talk to one more person. 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. And we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here at 8.30 a.m. WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair, and we are Idle Talk, and we're on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. So go out to Facebook and look for King's Auto Repair. You'll get notifications if you like it and follow us, and you'll see our beautiful faces for radio. Mm -hmm. I moved my mic. Oh, there we go. Making the noise. Okay. There we go. Okay. Still got your mic fix on there months later. A couple know. rubber bands. It's all holding in place. <laughs> Actually, this it's one's good. starting to fray. Oh, so no. I we might have to get another rubber band. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. anyway. Ooh, no. That's right. Oh, oh, no. Oh, that's what Super Mario says. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got. I got, I got some, uh, you got no Tyler to laugh. I got noise out of Tyler. It does, that's, I mean, that's pretty good because Tyler is pretty much unflappable. So, um, let's talk about something that everyone yep. is dreading and that's winter driving conditions and weather. Mm -hmm. Yay. I mean, I know I'm not looking forward to it, <laughs> but I'll be completely honest. I would much rather, cause we, Tom and I have kind of negotiated our winter driving vehicles mm -hmm. and, um, because someone doesn't want me to buy another car, uh, <laughs> me and Tom, yeah. uh, and we don't need another one anyway. So I said, so let me get this straight. You're going to drive the truck with a plow on it when mm -hmm. it snows and I'm going to drive the Sequoia. And he's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, mm, maybe I'll drive dusty. There you go. Because I don't mind the sliding old... dusty off the road. <laughs> That's our old service, our old service truck that we run around to borough with. Yeah, it's a 1991. Mm-hmm. 
Toyota 4Runner. If anyone knows the story, I bought it by accident, and I woke up in the morning. I'm like, oh. She put a bid on it on eBay. Oh, I've won that bid on eBay. Babe, we have to go to New Jersey. She was the only bid on it. It was a fine quality truck. Any other 4Runner that I had bid on went over my bid. Mm-hmm. And this is the only one, so it was obviously meant yep, to be. Yep. So we so, had to drive to New Jersey to pick it up. <laughs> so I woke up that morning, I checked my phone, and I was like, oh, God, now i got to go to New Jersey. Now, first of all, I had to break the news to Tom that I bought a car, uh, and that it's, number two, it's in New Jersey, and number three, we have to take the day off to go get it today. <laughs> so I went upstairs, and I was like, um, we're going to have to go to New Jersey today. And Tom's like, why? And I told him, he's like, oh, God, all right. Get a trailer. Let's so, do this. That was fun. Anyway, so I'd much rather slide that off the road mm-hmm. in the middle of winter in a snowstorm than the, nice the new, sequoia. very nice Sequoia that I would rather not. So anyway, but winter driving tips, PA has a great website called PA511, mm-hmm. and it has uh, wind, weather conditions, traffic maps, a snowplow locator. Yep. Yeah, so that's actually a recent addition. They had some of the the trucks, the PennDOT trucks, with uh, trackers in them last year. Okay. But this year they have, I think they said 2,300 of the trucks have trackers in them. So you're going to be... <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're going to be able to see where the PennDOT trucks are, where they're plowing, and the last time the road was plowed. So we'll know when we come home if our driveway is... Plow shot. shot. Yes. <laughs> so I'll know how much of a running I have to get to get up the yes. drive. <laughs> yes. So, and I thought that was actually pretty neat because, and I'd never been on PA 511. I didn't even know this existed, to be yeah. completely honest. So, but they show you traffic maps. They show you road closures. They show uh, where road work's being done. And it's basically traffic information for the state. Yeah. And what they, they also have... On as Ashley said, they have uh, the weather conditions too. So if you're traveling somewhere, you can actually get a weather condition oh, report. They have traffic cameras too. Yeah, it shows all the traffic cameras oh, uh, right. that are available. So I'm you can navigating see through this as as you can yeah. tell my my <laughs> surprise. If so you go it's into it, a really neat site. If you go into it, we are in the Lehigh Valley, Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different regions and stuff. There's like Altoona, Capital, Greater Philadelphia. Lehigh Valley, Northwestern, Scranton, Southeastern, and State College, Northern Tier. So we're Lehigh Valley, Allentown, and that has all that information in there. I'm actually pulling up. Oh, select a route. Hello. So the other thing you can do, if you don't have internet and you don't have access to this, you can actually call the number. You can simply pick up your phone, dial 511, and you'll automatically be routed to the regions where you live, your region's 511 phone system. And it's actually voice activated. So you can, and when you call in, if you're going to a different region and you want to know what that region is, you just have to say switch region. And it picks up your your voice and switches the region. So it's actually really easy to operate. Yeah, you don't have um, to have a smartphone or anything. And you can do this on a regular computer or tablet too. Or you can call in 511. That was it? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Ashley, Ashley is fully distracted by this website. I right am because I went onto the traffic maps and I'm so, like, look, it's so. Moving. If you're traveling in Pennsylvania, you can dial five one one, or you can look at the website and it has traffic and weather information. So, and there's an app. You, 
and there's an app too. So it it's going to come up, and you'll be able to see their winter driving stuff there. So if you have cool. to drive in inclement weather or you're going somewhere, just dial it up, take a look. All right. Well, that is our show for tonight. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you so, so much for watching. If you are watching on Facebook, Mm -hmm. have a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend. Thank you. Be nice to each other and wear your seatbelts. Good night.